0: with an explicit graphic content warning. (laughs) Now, strap in and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to another fantastic, fabulous, epic (laughs) episode of my orgasmic life. I'm your hostess, Gaia Morissette, aka Empress Gaia. Today, we're actually not going to talk about kink. Well, I'm sure at some point I'll probably talk about kink, but that's not the theme today. The theme today is um, dating and why it's not a good idea for a monogamous person to date an ethically non monogamous person or an ethically non monogamous person to try dating a monogamous person. So, if here's the thing, okay? So, Let's, I'm going to lay out all the different It's kind of like higher, like wiring of like types of uh, relationship styles. Okay. So you have monogamy, which is like true monogamy, where you are only attracted to one person and one person is only attracted to you. And by the way, true 100% monogamy is a very small percentage of population, very small. And what that means is that you don't actually find other people attractive at all. Like you don't have sex dreams about other people. You don't really watch porn. You're not turned on by porn unless it's porn of your partner. Um, you're like, you see somebody, you know, that other people find attractive. You're just like, oh, they're nice looking, but you're not attracted to others. Okay, that's true monogamy. Then we have conscious monogamy, which is, you live by all of the monogamy rules and that but you acknowledge that you are attracted to others and others are attracted to you but you choose not to act upon it so that's conscious monogamy then we have plain old uh, i like to call it dysfunctional monogamy (laughs) where dysfunctional monogamy where you really are actually not monogamous at all but you pretend that you are because society has told you you need to be. And what that looks like, there's a lot of conflict, a lot of that in itself is a whole, I've done shows on it. So you can like, just go listen to one of those episodes, right? Where I like break it all down and, and the different, you know, the like three basically stages of monogamy in our society, in our North American society, okay? Now, so when I'm talking about monogamous, so... Monog- so monogamy is again, attracted to one person. Conscious monogamy is awareness that you're not attracted to one person, but you only choose to act upon your attraction to one person. And dysfunctional monogamy, which is the majority of our society, is we are actually not monogamous, but we pretend we are um, and <laughs> we force ourselves to believe that that is true. And a lot of jealousy and insecurities and all sorts of stuff happen. So, then we have over in the other area, we have ethical non-monogamy. And under the umbrella of ethical non-monogamy style, where it means that ethical non-monogamy means that you're attracted to more than one person. You may engage in that attraction at different levels of levels of sexuality and activities and intimacy. Um, but everybody who's involved is aware and it's all above board. Okay. That's ethical non monogamy. Then you have polyamory, which is kind of falls under the ethical non monogamy uh, umbrella, which is polyamory, is where people are able to be in deeper relationships, have deeper levels of intimacy with more than one person. Um, and there's like all different kinds of variations of, of layers and levels of what, you know, poly looks like for each people. But it's more, it's not just about sex, it's about having love and intimacy on top of sexuality with more than one person and again if it's healthy it should be all above board <laughs> and then you have swinging uh which also is kind it's not really polyamory it's kind of a whole other world on its own where you know it is a swinger uh, you play together as partners. There's all sorts of different kinds of swinging. Um, again, I've done lots of you know done lots of episodes on that. You can go look into that. Okay. So, so those are kind of the styles that fall under that. And then kink and your kink power exchange BDSM can fall into either from an ethical non-monogamy perspective or in the monogamy in one of the monogamy umbrellas. Okay. So with style, how you work, all that kind of stuff, again, depends on the people that are involved. So that being said, those are who you're attracted to. That's how you move. But then there is a whole love paradigm, like this, or like how you have relationships, how you are in love. And there's two, if you think about it, there's two operating systems. There's monogamy operating system and there's ethical uh, non-monogamy, non-monogamy systems. Sorry, brain fart. (laughs) Operating systems. So here are the two fundamental core values of the difference, which is why when I get into why it's not a good idea to try to make those two match, it'll make sense. So The foundation of monogamy um, operating system, your love paradigm, your sex paradigm, all of it falls into that umbrella is that you are are everything to somebody and they are your everything, okay? So that's a foundational, so every time, which means, and it can, the layers and levels in which that engages and people engage with that concept uh it's very fascinating. So you could still be, and it's really important to understand, you could still be practicing ethical non-monogamy, and yet operating, your operating system hasn't uh, rebooted, and it's moving with all the operating systems of monogamy. Okay. Then the operating, the foundational operating system of a non-monogamous person is that you don't want to be everybody's everything, and everybody—not one person—can be all of you, all of everything for you. And you don't really want them to. You you look at it as everybody brings, everybody has skills. They add to the team, and they come into the work, into your sphere, and whatever levels of intimacy and negotiation that you do. Um, but one person doesn't have to be everything, and you are not—you don't have to be everything to those people. Okay. So those two foundational operating systems are in polar opposites. So here we go. You know, you're on the sites and you start dating. and I've been noticing, you know one of my one of my girlfriends she's 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 been struggling with this a lot. Um, it's been a while since I've had to struggle with this because you know, my life has changed from you know my polypods to, you know, being owned twenty four seven to like anyway, so it's been a while since I've had to you know go through this experience, but I have gone through this experience on more than one occasion. <laughs> so you meet somebody, and they're you know you got the whole new relationship energy, and it's all wonderful, and you know you you're spending a lot of time and you're investing a lot of energy, um, and you're the you know say you're the ethical non monogamous person. Okay, so in this case, we'll talk about me. I'm ethically non-monogamous, but you know, I have this new boy in the in the in my in in my life, and I'm all excited about him, and spend a lot of time with him, and a lot of energy with him. But I know that that's just in the in beginning of the relationship dynamic as we're building and connecting and seeing how do we fit in each other's lives. And over the years. Um, every time I have had sex dated with somebody who is moving from a monogamous love paradigm, because you can, like I said, you can be moving from a non-monogamous sex paradigm, but a monogamous, uh, love paradigm. Every person I've ever had sex with that had their love paradigm as monogamy, it goes horribly sideways because for them, they feel devastated and heartbroken that they cannot be my everything. And I don't want them to be my everything because it's not how I'm wired. So I, I get very annoyed and feel very like, you know, suffocated. And I actually pull away because I'm like, I don't want to be your everything. It's too much pressure (laughs) and no one can be my everything. I'm very complex. I'm very multifaceted. I have lots of expert, like, I have lots of needs that are all over the place. Not everybody's personalities can do that. And so, even when, and it always ends in heartbreak and drama and people crying and some people lashing out and some people crazy and like all sorts of things because there's not an alignment. That's every time, it never works. So the more monogamous, and even for people who are like, and some of the times, you know, people have said, well, I don't, I don't really want to be monogamous anymore. Like, you know, I want to try non-monogamy. And so, you know, you kind of like, oh, okay, that, you know, I'll help you navigate that. That's, that's no good either. (laughs) You need two, you need two monogamous people choosing to be non-monogamous for that shit to work with each other. You can't have one really already been practicing non-monogamy and the other one's like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. That's not going to work either because there's always going to be that until the operating system gets reformulated, which is that core operating system is I am not your everything. You are not my everything. Till I get through reframed, there will always be this whole dance of needing to be your everything and you being like, I don't want you to be my everything. And then they're like, you don't love me. And you're like, well, I actually do love you, but that doesn't mean that I can't love so-and-so over here, or that doesn't mean I'm not attracted to so-and-so over here. But, you know, in the, again, that's the problem. Monogamous believes that you can only love one person, only attracted one person. You're only supposed to be. And when you're not, they feel devastated. They're hurt. They're angry. They're they're uh, jealous, they're, you know shit goes sideways. And then they start doing things to try to make sure that they are your everything. They like up their game. So, you know, say so-and-so likes to, you know, help you out. You know, I, I once had a partner, <laughs> which is where this is coming from, um, who wanted to explore non-monogamy, but it's like had serious monogamous mindset and like love paradigm. That he even like wanted to walk my dog because, you know, he was jealous that, you know, my, you know, of a dog walker, my dog walker. Like it, it was like insane about how, you know, how much somebody needs in order to feel safe, to feel loved in that, in that paradigm and in that operating system. And when you don't, when you don't live that way and you don't think that way and you don't move that way, they are never happy and they're never satisfied and they're always devastated, always. And the person who's the non-monogamous person also feels awful because it's like a constant bombardment of telling you that you're wrong. You're wrong for wanting this, that there's something wrong with you. You have intimacy issues, you have this, 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 this, this is your problem. And so again, it can never be in alignment. And without that alignment, you may get a couple months of some good sex and you may get some months of some good adventuring, but in the end, it always ends in crisis, chaos, and drama. Every time I've yet to meet anybody who has tried the route of somebody has the monogamy uh, operating system and dating an ethical non-monogamous uh, person who an operating system that it doesn't end in chaos, drama, and and tears and drama? They mentioned the drama, lots of drama. <laughs> so, but yet, if you're non-monogamous, society tells you you're wrong. Like this is the other piece of this, right? So sometimes you're carrying these uh, monogamous operating systems because you're trying, you want to be loved. You've, You've been messages that you've been told your whole entire life is that there's something wrong with you because you don't love this way and that you can't connect that way. And that the way that you love and the way that you connect is wrong because society says it's wrong and everybody that you know doesn't you know you end up spending too much time with monogamous people and they tell you you're wrong all the time if you have feelings of a relation in the relationship if something's you know running amok well it's like ah it's because you're non-monogamous if there's like a problem in anything ah it's because you're (laughs) non-monogamous It's like the go-to of what's wrong with you. So I have done it. I have lots of friends who have done it. Uh, I've loved lots of clients that do it. It's like, well, maybe I can be monogamous a little bit. Like maybe... Maybe I don't have to like, you know, I, I you know, cause I want to be loved and I want to be in a relationship and I want my relationships to succeed. And the majority of the population is moving in a monogamous operating system. So who, where's the, my pool of, you know, you know, buddies, non-monogamous buddies who like get me and date me and we can date and it's good and it works and there's no drama and chaos and crisis. So, you know, You've been told that over and over and over and over and over and over again. And so, you know, you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try to be monogamous. All I can say is that that never has worked for me. (laughs) When I tried to be monogamous when I was young, before I knew about ethical non-monogamy, I just cheated on everybody. Like it just was, it's not how I'm wired. Right. I can, I can go for periods of time where I'm really, you know, really focused on a particular dynamic in a relationship and really leaning into that dynamic in that relationship, but I'm still always wanting other, you know, craving, desiring, being attracted to other people. And, and at some point I'm going to be like, all right, so I need some more cock, (laughs) some more pussy, whatever it is I'm craving. Like at some point that is going to happen. And I know that about myself. So it's very important that the relationship dynamics that I have in my life are really for people who are really, so, you know, really understand that about me and are really okay with it. It doesn't bother them. They're comfortable with it. So, yeah. So when here's the, here's the things it's okay to be, first of all, I'm not poo-pooing monogamy. Okay. True monogamy. If that's how you're wired, that's a beautiful thing wonderful and if you're consciously monogamous you're moving from like okay we're at least you're acknowledging which is prevents the dysfunctional unhealthy departments It's like you're functioning from a place of i understand that i'm attracted to other people and other people are attracted to me but attraction doesn't mean action and because of all sorts of different reasons you've made that agreement with each other and and it's again above board again nothing wrong with that that works for your lifestyle and your works for your lifestyle Being ethically non-monogamous is definitely more challenging and more complicated than choosing to be monogamous. But the whole like unhealthy monogamy, where we pretend that we're monogamous and then we—it's all coming from a place of fear and insecurity and not not feeling that you're good enough and you know like all that stuff happens because we're not being honest. With ourselves and we're not being honest with our partner and our partner is not being honest with us right it's like if somebody said asked you like did you do you find someone so attractive even though you saw them checking them out and they're like oh no i never look at anybody else <laughs> that's a fucking lie like the person like that's a fucking lie i just saw you and then now we have a fight about the lie because he or she was checking somebody else out instead of being like yes i was checking somebody out Aren't they attractive? Look at the ass on that. <laughs> and even in a conscious monogamous relationship, you can be like, yeah, nice. But doesn't mean you're, you trust each other that you're not going to act upon it. So that's not even an issue. And so a girlfriend of mine recently, you know, she's in the dating pool and she's ethically non-monogamous. And, you know, she's currently dating, started to date. This new boy, this new man, and he is like hardcore monogamous, <laughs> like hardcore monogamous. Like, uh, you know, or they and they've been doing like couple things. They've been like swimming and mini golfing and dinners and like spending time together. Yes, they've been having you know fun and sex and things like that. But they've also been doing very like coupley things. And so I said to her, I'm like, he's monogamous. Like, he's not gonna last very long. He's already using language like, well, why can't I be your only slut? Or why do you need more than one? Like he's already, he's already using that language. She's like, Hey, why don't they've only been on three dates. It's like, Hey, who else are you dating? He's like, I would never date anybody else. I'm having sex with you. I'm dating you. And she's like, yeah, but I, you know, I'm seeing other people having sex with other people. It's like that. That's fine. And he's buying his time. This is what happens. And people, they like kind of buy their time and think that eventually you're going to change who you are. You're going to change. They'll just be, if they're enough, you'll quit. <laughs> you'll stop wanting other people. You'll just want them. So you can see how this doesn't, you can see how this is not going to end well at all because it won't. There's no, there's no way to meet in the middle of that. None. If you are attracted and you are actively attracted to other people and you've chosen to live a life of ethical non-monogamy, there's nothing that a monogamous person can do to change who you are and the way that you're wired and the way that you look at the world and the kinds of relationships you want and desire and that fulfill you. And for somebody who is really in either they're truly monogamous or they're really hooked into the um, monogamy, the unhealthy monogamy piece where they're in denial that they're actually not monogamous either. (laughs) They will try to be your everything and they will continue to fail and it will always lead in heartbreak, chaos, crisis, and drama. So as sad as it is and as hard as it is, Uh, if you're moving and you want monogamy, do not be attracted and date ethically non-monogamous people. We will not change. We can't. It's hardwired into our beings. (sighs) It's like saying, I, you know, I wish you had different color eyes. It's, it is who we are. And unless you happen to be like realizing that you actually aren't monogamous and that you become, you've been monogamous because society says it and you and it's because of the love paradigm and all that kind of stuff great go on your own adventure find another like you know newly aware ethical non-monogamous person and the two of you can navigate that together and go on that adventure together but if you meet somebody if you're not if you're in moving in the world of monogamy and you move somebody who is like the complete opposite of that. You can be attracted to them from a distance. Yeah, you can whack off thinking about them, but don't try to date them. It's not going to end well. And you, ethical non-monogamous p- people, stop thinking you can change monogamy. <laughs> stop thinking that you can change the the person that you're in a relationship with, so that they can like be okay with you know, opening up the relationship. They're not. If they don't already come to you already in that, that they've already explored it and they're they figured it out. And it's it's already enough bumpy enough when you have people who are like, you know, you know, actively and have been actively living non-monogamous lives to navigate non-monogamy. You you can't have a newbie. Don't, don't, don't do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's not gonna end well. It never ends well. Ever. So. You know, that's what I wanted to share. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't stop thinking that it'll work itself out. Stop. That's denial. That's delusion. It's not going to work itself out. I guarantee not going to work itself out. So, moral of the story if you're monogamous, date monogamous people. If you're non monogamous, date non monogamous people that are already non monogamous. If you're monogamous, unhealthy monogamy, and you're like, actually, I think I'm medically non-monogamous, go find a newbie that also is in the same, same stage as you. And you guys can navigate that together. You're both at the same levels. And so you can you know, work through it the same way. And it's great. All right, that's it. That's all. <laughs> if you need help in setting up and understanding all the nuances of the relationship dynamics, Um, I have like some really great courses that I've created about navigating conscious monogamy and, you know, um, how to have ethical, you know, how to move into ethical non-monogamy. And, you know, I have a bunch of wonderful online courses that, you know, helps with our relationships and our love paradigms and figuring all that stuff out and learning about who you are and how you can move and change and, and who do you, and it's okay. Whatever, whoever you are, by the way, I just want to say is okay just don't try to make somebody what you are that's it that's all i'm saying (laughs) it's kind of like uh yeah it's just not it's not gonna work okay till next time uh stay adventurous stay true to yourself and i will see you in here you'll hear me next time bye -bye. Hmm. well i hope today's episode inspired you encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. (laughs) I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments also come join me on Facebook, at uh, My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please please come leave some comments now if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking which is okay sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous so you would like that option we have that you can email my slutty assistant Layla, at Gaiamorissette.com. okay listeners until next time May your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye Bye.